Scale of Fit podcast with your host, Phelan Barrios. This marks episode number three. If there was one thing I could always choose to have in abundance, it would not be money or time, but rather sleep. Yes, that's right, sleep. I've strived the best I can to get enough, but still there are those days I just feel so worn that I know it was due from a lack of rest. But I'm here today to share some of my routines that has helped over the years and give some insight into studies revolving around them. So, with that being said, let's get into it. So I first actually wrote a short article um, about, in air quotes, sleeping in on my website. That is phelanbarrios.com. So this first part will be excerpts from from that page, basically. But before I do, I want to explain what a circadian rhythm is. It's basically like physical, behavioral, mental changes that follow along a 24-hour day. Um, There are these processes in our body that react to light and dark. For instance, around uh, time in morning, your body will be more most alert, and at nighttime, for when you have uh, like the highest blood pressure, like towards when you go into bed, you you also have like different temperatures in the body, different times of the day as well. There's all kinds of different uh, changes throughout the day that you go through you know you're more alert in the day of course at night you're you're becoming less alert you know you're getting closer to sleep if you're following a circadian rhythm the actual rhythm of the 24-hour clock of nature basically um it uh it affects all humans animals and even microbes believe it or not um, so like I'm saying, with that cycle, if it is ever disturbed, it can cause uh, health problems in our bodies. So like, you know, like for like shift workers, for example, people that, um, let's say they, they maybe work night shifts, so they're sleeping most of the day, and then they're waking up to do like a whole night, that can really mess with your circadian rhythm because you need to wake with the sunlight and then following into darkness, you know, biologically, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. It, it, when that darkness hits, it will make you tired. Um, your biological clock, basically, it doesn't know it's the weekend. And um, for the people that are working like a standard nine to five and having those weekends off the majority try to catch up on rest Saturday and Sunday I myself have been one guilty of this 
Um, but I went into on that article showing that there were some studies showing a different outcome for those that did that. One was actually from the American Heart Association noting that binge sleeping doesn't work. In fact, a it was a 2017 study. They studied women for some reason in this. Uh, I don't know if this was blind or controlled, but it was, um, they spent two or more hours catching up on sleep over the weekend were more likely to have worse cardiovascular health. Um, so st staying in bed longer on the weekends does not counteract your sleep loss, in other words. Um, the lack of sleep throughout the week was associated with a depressed mood, poor health, and an 11% increase in the risk of a heart disease. No bueno right there, right? Um, turns out sleeping in on the weekends sabotaged their bodies, the result being the back and forth times changed the times they were eating. Yet again, this was caused from a fluctuation in the circadian rhythm. That's why I was trying to break that down before we got into this. Uh, the healthiest ways to counteract these negative effects is to wake up in the same time every day is what that study was going into. That was the, like the summary of it. Uh, saying to take short naps instead of sleeping in. Um, I myself uh, stand to test for that. That, you know, anytime I have been very sleep deprivated, I have always had that notion to come home and I would sleep like sometimes over an hour to two hours and I wake up feeling exhausted every time I just it, you know I, I thought that it would help but it's actually just you know like this article saying sabotaging me and long story short that that's why because y you you need to fall asleep at the natural time you usually go so if you go to bed around 10 11 o'clock and you need that nap the next day it's best to take like maybe 15 to 30 minutes max I would say I tend to be one of those crazy people I can like sit in a chair like sitting up and just literally pass out for like 15 minutes and feel great but it's usually on days that I'm very tired and I can just I can just I've learned to concentrate and just silence my thoughts and just zone out and do that. That takes practice. I notice I know that not everybody can do that, but if you practice at it and you you know, try like some meditation, uh, there's all kinds of things out there that can help you with the breathing exercises to work you through it, to, to get your mind to just kind of just lower the anxiety, control your thoughts, and just zone out and just take those little breaks. They're very good for, for mental clarity. Not so much like physically. Physically, like you'd have to go kind of a little bit more like past the 15-minute mark. That's why I'd say like 30 minutes to 45 minutes to maybe even an hour for some people, depending on how deprivated you are in sleep. Um, will will help more like with your energy levels basically, but mental clarity just to, to kind of like reset your mind a little bit and just you know get you more focused. That fifteen minutes can really help. So I 
really recommend that and just like I said don't go over that hour mark because then you're going into tricking your body into thinking that oh or we're sleeping now and then when you try to go actual to sleep then later that night your body is kind of like messed up because you've messed with that rhythm that we're talking about here that can just you know basically just change where you were from the beginning of the day and, and, and starting your whole routine you know your body wakes up and it's gotten sunlight and it's going throughout the day and it's changing all these different things your body temperatures your moods heart rate blood pressure a lot of things fluctuating and that extra sleep in between changes all of that so we you need to focus on limiting in between the, those those sessions there so that when you go to rest like i'm saying that that circadian rhythm is still on point that where you're going to get good REM sleep in other words deep sleep from it because that's what that can fluctuate is your REM and you you really need that deep sleep rapid eye movement by the way is what REM is and for the people that don't know um let's see here so I was gonna go into supplements if you want to read the article that I had like I said go to my website it's free uh, I just put it out there um, I'm trying to add more and more content to it but right now I'm more focused on the doing these podcasts and trying to break things down to just feel it's an easier uh, content form to to get these across um, I want to go into supplements but mainly how that's helped with me and then we'll kind of go into like my routine try not to make these podcasts too long i want to keep your attention <laughs> and not put you into that one, over one hour sleep um so i've been listening to this really great podcast by a doctor by the name of huberman uh he's been like on joe rogan he's pretty smart dude he's a neuroscientist uh, I just find most of his studies real fascinating and he had on a doctor by the name of Matt Walker who is like another neuroscientist but mainly um, falls into uh, studying sleep and they were both discussing the effectiveness of melatonin supplementation in our bodies and they were saying that it, it's not exactly healthy. And again, this is something that I've dipped into and tried. And now the more that my I've taken of it, I'm starting to realize that, hey, uh, it, it's, it's not working. So um, he's actually saying that it was more like a placebo effect, you know, for the people that think it's working. And I, I I agree with this. Maybe for other people, it really does work. But based on the science and the studies and what these two ha have figured out about it, that for the majority, unfortunately, they're saying this is just all in your head if you think it's actually putting you to sleep. 
because melatonin is made endogenously in our bodies which is you know means basically naturally so when we make stuff like that natural in our bodies we can you know again this is about you know rhythms everything going on we don't want to offset those things so taking too much of one supplement just this goes for any supplement for that matter you know if you're eating a lot of foods that are high in calcium and then you're taking a lot of vitamin c and vitamin d you know you could have elevated levels and that's not good you see what i'm saying like so you there's a balance to everything but you know like we're we're talking here with sleep um and what this doctor was saying with it being made naturally in your body okay and the standard dosages around let's see like three milligrams to some as high as like a hundred milligrams that's that's insane because i think the most i've actually ever taken was around like six to ten and 10 i did not feel good the next day six was kind of like the one that i was stuck with but um yeah i stopped doing it basically because i was just feeling so like almost hung over in the mornings um his guest uh matt walker there was saying that with it naturally being made in our bodies we only make around 0.1 to 0.3 milligrams that's relatively really low compared to what's on the shelves so keep that in mind um we're 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 putting these high dosages of something into our bodies that naturally we don't even make that much of now i i know there's an argument that that's the importance of supplementation is to counteract what our bodies are not making but for something like this which is a melatonin is a hormone hormones are a different whole nother ball game right there we don't want to be offsetting hormones because then we're going to cause huge imbalances in our body and a lot of problems are going to come with that okay so keep that in mind you know talk to your doctor most will not recommend melatonin um and with that being said i am not a doctor myself i'm not prescribing or telling anyone anything to what to take and what to not you know you have to gather the knowledge make your own educated actions towards your own individual health always consult with the physician and you know just take things from like me and what i'm saying and and your doctors and just gather all that up and and make your own you know educated understanding of what you're going to do um as for like what what i use for supplementation i do sometimes take melatonin but if i do the max amount it's around like uh, 0.5. Um, I take a combination of something right now that has actually L-theanine. This was another supplement that was actually instead recommended by uh, Dr. Huberman. And um, I had actually already 
known about this before it so he just kind of confirmed it for me but l-theanine is like an amino acid and can actually really help with sleep and relaxation um i'll take uh camel mile extract which is a it's a flower basically again helps with sleep and relaxation there's a passion flower extract and a lemon balm extract that's all in like this one little sleep aid that I take and that really seems to help a lot um, I take it in a gummy form too um, gummies are not always the most reliable from what I understand they're the, the all the chemical is like sprayed on to the actual gummy so sometimes you may not get the actual dosage but um for now because these are such low dosages in this thing i don't really worry about it and i do notice they are effective um and even if i pop maybe two instead of one uh it's still not very you know saturated like taking the chewables or the actual like pill form just melatonins that i was on so again um I'm learning more and more unfortunately that melatonin is a, a bit of a racket it's a I mean what it probably is like a billion dollar industry not to quote me on it uh, but I, I guarantee you they're making money off that you know the the sleep industry um, it's something else so you got to be careful again I will always stress supplementation is just that it is supplemental to what you are not getting from your diet um, you in other words I stress that you need to be getting it from your diet do not be always running to the quickest quick fix out there if there's something going on chances are especially with your sleep you need to regulate your schedule and make sure that you have more just time for naturally winding down your body and making it available with that circadian rhythm again to go to sleep because biologically your body has certain times of day that it's just it's starting to feel everything the pressure everything start to come down in the atmosphere and you are just supposed to do that you know to all this extra stuff we're putting into our bodies and we think that we're just aiding ourselves we're actually hurting ourselves so keep that in mind um again no one is perfect i too myself struggle that's why i even take supplements i do not take them all the time but the ones that I listed there, those are what works best for me. As for my schedule, I wake up around 4.30 a.m. every day. Uh, I usually try to work out every day, too. Sometimes I work out in the morning, but if I am too tired, uh, my joint stability and health overall is just not feeling it that early in the morning. I'm not exactly biologically i would say i'm an early riser even though i strive to wake up early um so for that reason uh i was looking at like with the circadian rhythm around i think around like two between two and three it actually says 
biologically within that rhythm that those are the time that's the time period that our body is more actual functional strength wise for like you know for training and stuff like that um so that makes sense because that's usually around the time i, I train around between uh actually it's between like three and four but around two to three is what it was saying but I, I still I feel better. I feel more awake. It makes sense. The the, the my joints are, are have more fluid in them. You know you're more you're more alert and woke. Uh, so uh, keep that in mind. If you're one of those early risers, you know you want to you know make sure you get a decent warm up at that that early in the morning. But it's difficult because I have um, a work life and I have other things. I need to get to, and I can't always just smash a one-hour workout that early in the morning uh, without, like, warming up. So if I don't have the time to warm up and get everything going, then I just wait till later. Um, from basically the beginning of my day, I do not eat breakfast anymore i used to be one of those guys that you know like in big bulk mode i'd wake up and i would smash like four eggs four pieces of bacon a bagel with cream cheese a kiwi and about two hours later i would be into like one cup of oats blueberries banana protein scoops i mean you know you name it i would be around 3,000 to anywhere from three to 5,000 calories a day. Uh, granted, these are all healthy calories. It's real food. It's not junk. Maybe some cheap meals here and there, but hey, we're all human, right? But for the most part, I've learned that you don't want to be smashing a bunch of food early on in the morning when you wake up. Uh, maybe it works for some people, but for my digestion system, I was really hurting on that and uh, getting a lot of acid reflux. Just, you know, just really just stuffing my intestinal tract too much. So I strive on fasting um, from about like when I wake, like 4.30 to about like 9. Um, I know that's not like a hardcore, like, 16 to 8 is the standard fast where you're 16 hours fasting and uh, you know you got that 8 hour window where you're eating um, I do do that certain days if I feel like prior throughout the week uh, there's you know maybe the two days before like a, I'll, I'll feel like just really like bloated fatigued uh, just I don't you know feel I got a lot of energy that's telling me that I've probably got too much food and uh, I need to just fast and kind of just work some stuff through my digestion um, I just go at a lot by what I feel versus like all this crazy tracking and all that I used to be one of those people and I it's not that I don't recommend tracking your meals, tracking your sleep. There's a lot of like smart wearables, watches, apps, things that can track all this stuff. But uh, keep in mind that that is very time consuming. And if you do it, do it for like only like a, a month to two months is what I recommend. Just so that you get some basic knowledge of your body and how it works and what does and what doesn't. What throws things off. What, what helps and keeps you in, in that balance. 
because um you know i'm i'm always going to stress this is is time management is key to everything and you don't need to be wasting on that because anytime you can be putting more towards the nutrition and training uh that's what i'm all about um so you know just just try to get the knowledge so that you can then understand what to do and then go from there um as for with the nutrition side of things there are a lot of foods that you want to eat more in the beginning of the day then you got the middle of the day and then at the end of the night uh, for instance i try not to sabotage myself with carbohydrates too early in the day uh, i found that when you do that you're going to have those insulin spikes basically your blood sugar going up and with what goes up must come down and you're going to have that crash around 2 30 3 o'clock depending on when you have lunch if you had a real saturated meal of it and you're going to feel that real grogginess mid-afternoon to avoid that um, I try to just keep to my fats and proteins throughout the day and then just slowly kind of just I'm still having carbs I'm not depleting myself of carbohydrates till the end of the day that's not what I'm saying I'm just not having big amounts of it no more the the bigger amounts and all that come at more at the end of the night so that that helps with making me you know I feel that grogginess and tiredness where I need to feel it at the end of the day when I'm getting ready for bed so keep that in mind uh, try to keep limit your carbohydrates to more the end of the day especially I will say if you're working out around that that sweet spot you know right after work in between you know two and five o'clock you, you know you definitely want carbohydrates um, after a workout post-workout so you know save it all up for that especially too if you're you're you know um tracking all your your macronutrients and, and trying to balance everything out if you need to load a lot of carbs those days save it towards the end of the day after that workout you know hit hit a good amount after the workout calm down have a good meal then again towards sleep there have that bowl of oats or you know whatever that you know you're trying to eat at that time of night you don't want to be slamming something really crazy sugary but you know if it all fits in in your goals and what you need go for it but just limit it to later in the day is what i'm saying um and that's what i do with with, with that as for like because we've gone into the morning the afternoon so like into evening there um like I said, I start to take those supplements that I listed earlier uh, around one to two hours before bed. And that's kind of like the, the, the good little spot there that works for me. Because especially even if I take that small dosage of melatonin, um, you know, I start to feel it. So I don't want to take it too early, but I definitely don't want to take it too late either. Because that's the thing about melatonin. Um, 
it, it just it really messes you up you take it uh later at night i i really feel that this does not work well and um that's where the like the l-theanine and more the other natural stuff that I've, I've found just just doesn't like make you conk out like a a, a sleep aid does like diphedramine or um some of the other stuff you know they got out there that it just god you know that they're it's hardcore medication at that point it's not healthy and um you just 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 have like more natural supplements that just kind of just aid you just to you know get tired you know but not exhausted where you just just you you you're just like dead to the world you don't you don't want that you don't want to be put into a coma because that was something else that i was hearing in in those um those podcasts with the huberman was that in these different cycles of, of like your REM sleep, deep sleep, you have these di- different, you know, um, parts of the night that your body is, is you know, more, more into a deep sleep than it's coming out of it. It starts to come back into it again and then come, you know, then it's starting to get close to, to where you're starting to wake up. And if you if you sometimes take like melatonin it can like get you asleep but then you wake up at like 3 a.m and i've i've found sometimes i can't get back to sleep for like over like an hour and what i'm reading about that is 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 you want to if you wake up in the middle of the night you only want to be up about like 30 minutes you know uh past that that time if it's getting past like 20 i would say you know you're struggling too much to get back to sleep and that's messing up the whole rhythm sleep cycle there so you know if you're getting up for the restroom you go back to sleep and it takes like you know 10 15 minutes everything's going good but if you're going over that 30 minute mark you know talk to your doctor see what's going on with you some people have sleep apnea they don't even know it um and and that that's a serious condition you know um always investigate your body you know if you're feeling very exhausted throughout the day there is quite possibly something else is going on for me it's just a matter of uh, i found it's caffeine i tend to take too much i was drinking too much coffee in the morning and then when i get off into my workout around like mid-afternoon i'm taking pre-workout which has more caffeine in it and i was just like man i was looking at the dosages probably overall i was around sometimes anywhere from 500 to maybe 700 milligrams of caffeine in a day like for some people that's i mean that's heart attack levels but you know uh i've always never been truly sensitive to caffeine and i've just really worked up a tolerance over the years that you know it got to a point that i was just realizing i was taking too much so my coffee tends to be there early in the morning and if i take any pre-workout or caffeine i have a limit it's like if if it gets past four o'clock and i still need to work out i just don't i don't take pre-workout anymore i don't take pre-workout nothing with caffeine in it 
I like the benefits of what's in a pre-workout, like, you know, the beta alanine and, and other things that, that help with your muscle activity, but, um, let's face it, most people take pre-workout for the caffeine aspect, they need that boost, and, um, I'm a busy person, I'm not perfect, I myself, you know, I strive to not have to take this stuff, but sometimes to get it done, I do what I gotta do, but, um, I have found that through nutrition, you know, you will balance out most of those things, so, that's where, you know, those middays right there, I try to always focus on eating the most healthiest, especially before that workout, because I just do not want foods that are going to bog me down and then have to me, for, have me have to rely on supplementation to, to fix the problem when the real problem was just diet all along. You'd be surprised how much food has a counteractive balance of your body's energy levels um other than that that's pretty much like my, my day you know uh, um, it's nothing complicated i used to make it too complicated taking long naps um you know eating wrong foods those alone right there and then the the wrong supplements at the wrong times of day th those three things they were just really messing me up so, you know, um, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Maybe there might be a part two of this, but I just wanted to break down those basic things. You know, um, go to my website, see the article, um, read that. It, it's, it's a very summarized article of, of studies that I've seen out there. And just overall, it's about like sleeping in. Um, so in closing there what do we want to do we don't want to sleep in on the weekends we don't want to be trying to catch up on our sleep right we want to avoid supplements like melatonin that's just what i recommend i'm not saying not to take it okay talk to your doctor but we want to educate ourselves on supplementation not what the advertisement industry and shelves out there uh, what's on the shelves is telling us is really helpful for sleep because it might be more harmful so we want to limit supplementation basically increase better food intake try and have carbohydrates towards the end of the day when you're getting close to bed limit those naps right and we want to always this is something else i didn't discuss is go to bed at the same time that you normally do so in other words that if you go to bed uh like i was saying there were on like 10 11 you do not the next day want to try and go to bed early around like eight o'clock this doesn't work either this is the same effect as trying to, to take that two hour nap because again we're messing up that rhythm you need to even if you're i mean i know it, it sucks you're being sleep deprived you need to go to bed at that normal time 
just try to get that small nap and just go to bed at that normal time and then your body will it'll figure it out it will it'll go to bed and you'll get a good deep sleep cycle that way because it's in the deep sleep cycle that our body restores its hormones and balances itself out and and heals and recuperates everything all the stresses and everything we've put on it throughout the day and cortisol is something that can spike in the mornings if you wake up very unrestful and you start the day very stressed there's a healthy amount of cortisol and then there's a very potentially dangerous amount of cortisol which will cause weight gain and all kinds of other fluctuations it's a hormone just like melatonin and like i stressed earlier hormones we don't want to mess around with in our bodies they're serious because naturally they already can do a lot of damage so imagine adding additional stressors or drugs supplementation to all that don't do it stop it always get blood tested figure out what's going on because some of the stuff with sleep that i've learned like it's night and day haha to how much it can change your body and the way you feel it is so imperative so imperative that that's why i'm talking about it today you have to get your rest everybody's different some people can function on 5 hours of sleep some people can go on 6 to 7 me i'm that you know 6 to 7 mark but it's taken time to get to there i have to make sure that i still get the right amount of deep sleep but granted if i can get 8 that's that's you know for everybody 8 to 9 hours is where it's at but in the busy world we live in and all the distractions we have those are things that are i understand it's it's not the easiest to do the blue light from emitted from a lot of our screens and phones that in turn can actually really mess up your your sleep cycle at the end of the night when you're looking at that especially in pitch black darkness so i recommend you know when it's about 1 to 2 hours close to your bedtime turn off the phone ease your mind of the distractions of the world and all the chaos that it follows just let it all go put that phone on airplane mode you can still have it on airplane and then put on a alarm clock it's what i do and just put it towards the side of your bed get off the social media stop scrolling and just naturally let your body go into its sleep cycle because we have to have like a wind down process we have to have some kind of thing you got to find what it is whether it's drinking some tea to to you know to signal that hey when i drink this tea at the end of the night 
this is for sleep i'm telling myself i am winding down i am going to bed it becomes you know a behavioral thing with your mind and body that you're teaching yourself that through these different routines at the end of the day it's helping you find that balance to just calm down enter a state of relaxation and go to sleep jack down that ac get it cold you know our body temperatures raise actually during the night like that so we want to keep our temperature down so that we don't have those little spikes throughout the night and then wake up suddenly we want to try and engage in as much rest as possible limit your water consumption as well so you don't have to wake up in the middle of the night a bunch of times and, and, and take a pee you know we do need water throughout the day but try to get hydrated i always focus on this is try to get hydrated beginning of the day and stay hydrated throughout midday and then kind of calm down on all that liquid towards the end you should have been hydrated enough throughout the day that it will go into the night you don't need to be rehydrating at the end of your day you follow me because that's when you're going to have like a headache before you go to bed and you're going to be feeling like crap so just focus on all your water consumption early on so that you won't have that problem at the end of the night I have a lot more to, I could talk into this about but again this is getting too long-winded form and I think most of what I've discussed there are the basics and that's just what again I always try to strive in, in these podcasts and here in the near future with everything I want to do and put out there I just want to have simplicity because to make everything easier it allows us more to be functional and do what we want to do and not have to worry about all this other uh, you know types of little micromanaging of our bodies just so that we can you know live fulfilling lives get your rest people it's imperative you do whether you think that you're a warrior and then you can just catch up on the weekends it's not the case mentally you may think that you're doing it and that you're tough but internally your body is begging for that rest take care of yourselves and i'll catch you all next time bye